This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon, this is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. The Kuala Lumpur City Opera, or KLCO, are set to present one of the most beloved of all operas by Italian composer Gaetano Donizetti, The Elixir of Love. So this comic opera in two acts will feature an orchestra ensemble of over 25 players, led by conductor Kevin Field and stage directed by Christopher Ling. So today on the show, I'm catching up with both Kevin and Christopher to discuss this upcoming production. Welcome, gentlemen. How are you today? Thank you so much. Good, good, good. Lovely to have you. (laughs) both uh, in the studio with me today. So this, I think, is the first time I'm seeing that both of you collaborating. I've spoken to you, of course, on separate occasions, but this is the first time you guys are collaborating on something. Yeah, okay, quite exciting. So um, I think, you know, just for anyone who might not be familiar uh, with uh, the Elixir of Love, can we talk a little bit about that? Can we talk about uh, what it's about, you know, the story? Uh, Either of you, could you take it away? Sure. Please, Um, please. (coughs) Okay, Chris. You're collaborating (laughs) more more frequently, more often in in, in these last few weeks. Yes. Off you go. Very much so. The Elixir of Love, put very simply, is Donizetti's version of a (laughs) rom-com. Okay. Yes, and that's basically it. You have the typical love triangle. You have stupid falling in love with stupid who falls in love with stupid and then someone else comes in and complicates that. So it's just rom-com all the way. The most accessible, if I might dare say so, Kevin, the most accessible opera... Um, in fact, it was the very first opera that I worked with that really? I was given the opportunity to work on. So, yeah, um, comic characters, mm-hmm. very simple, very... Uh, stripped down, very base, dare I say, um, sort of uh, character motivations. Uh, I, I, I just want you. I desperately need you in my life. You know, it, 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 that's just it. So you've got these three characters running circles around each other and unfortunately drawing all kinds of people. And of course, you've got the odd con man who comes in and takes advantage of the situation. Okay. Yes, okay. so there you go. So quite the comedy, right? <laughs> normal life every day. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Normal, normal, normal. Yeah, scam here, scam there. Yeah. Oh dear, yeah. okay. And so, yeah, very, you know, still things that... But I think it's also the fact that the, 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 the music as well is just so lovely. I was sat in a rehearsal just last night and listening to a passage of music uh, where... Um, uh, uh, Nemo Reno is uh, is um, appealing to Adina not to abandon him right oh, at the end of Act oh, One. Right. Yes. Oh, such a lovely oh, piece of music! It okay. is gorgeous, truly, truly, truly. It is gorgeous, truly. Yeah. Yeah. So it is a mix of both comedy and romance, I would say. Right? Uh, would I be correct in saying yes. that? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. So. And how how would you say you guys have? Uh, co- how are you conveying that through uh, both the musical and the theatrical uh, choices? Uh, Kevin, how about for you? Well, uh, I have the luxury of turning up rather late in the day and just waiting. <laughs> my arms uh, so Chris was doing a lot of the uh, blocking and all of that that's his art direction that's his responsibility so we I don't know anything we're setting it well you're, we're set in we're dressing it in the 1940s right. is that right yes I that's don't know right. whether yeah. that's you know has anything to do with but uh, um, I mean it, buffer in style comedic um, it's not without its tragedy I mean it's mm. it, it, it's there it, it is a sad tale in, in the sense of um, the the uneducated, desperately uh, wanting the, yes. this uh, intelligent woman who ultimately she she has yes. yeah she has the power she's yes, she, that's right. uh, you mentioned stupid I don't th- she's she's the one that she's not really that yeah. stupid I mean exactly. she's 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 in charge really she's in charge yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> <All right>. and uh, <laughs> so. Uh, it is in terms of style. You've got to be very careful that uh, it doesn't get a little bit uh, too slapstick. 
Mm. Mm. Be very careful. There's a very fine line there. It is. It is a, a quality. Well, it's a fantastic work, um, and just to find those lines of making sure that you can hit home with all the, yes, the little yeah. gags and all those little nuances. Um, that's 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 the trick. Okay. Yeah, because it, it's hard, right? You need to bring out those comedic elements, but not make it like slapstick. Mm, I suppose correct, yeah. that's what you're mm. trying to say, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, in terms of the music, right? Any specific uh, motifs or themes in the score that you find particularly uh, significant? in conveying the story? Well, actually, there's there's eight bars in the introduction of the orchestra that never appear again, and I'm still trying to find them. Maybe <laughs> I was at the about end. To of, ask you about that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe at the end of the run, with oh, we, we, we may find them. Strange. No, it, beautiful arias, of course. I mean, that's what he's he's known for that uh, the the, the uh, uh, bel canto style, if you mm-hmm. like, or as we as probably layman's terms, sometimes say can belto in that Malaysiana <laughs> kind of way. Um, it, it, it's it's a star which is some people tend to think. Oh, it's, it's, he's a he's a he's a Rossini, or or he's a Verdi. He's not. He's actually in between. He's not even Bellini. He is his own fingerprint. He, it mm-hmm. is his own style. Mm-hmm. And so I think this 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 particular work follows up from uh, Rossini's last opera and precedes Verdi's first opera. So there there is that element, that continuation of that style, that uh, Italian Italian opera style, which we have to be careful of and, and guardians of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the, the, apparently. It depends who you read and what you read in your research, but apparently it's either written in thirteen days or it's written in six weeks. Oh. But whatever, whatever, it was written in a very, very short time. But you don't get that idea. You, you wouldn't think that's just thrown together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's mm. quite extraordinary. Yes, um, we've got a few cuts in it to make sure that it's not three hours long. But those are standard cuts that we that most companies so, yeah. follow. Yeah. Um, are, are there like some sort of specific vocal and uh, instrumental demands, you know, of this style, this bel canto uh, uh, style? Well, of yes, that's all to do with the various aspects of the voice that's needed mm. to produce that uh, range, if you will, um, and whether that's in your chest or in your head, or how you control all of that in terms of range hitting a top C, for example, or even higher. Um, that that is a a style. It wasn't. They didn't at that period. They wouldn't say that this is definitely yeah. uh, bel canto. This is something that we've put on on at uh, you know post uh, post period, if you like. Um, it's a we're using a, as you say twenty five musicians. So that's going to be for us. That's going to be quite an interesting thing to balance the sonics with the, the sound world because twenty five players, even though they're slightly amplified because of the acoustic, yeah. um, still does not produce the sound world of an orchestra of eighty. Mm. So that's going to be something interesting to to balance. Uh, that's the first time that I've worked in that kind of setup. So I'm looking I'm looking forward for that challenge. As, uh, in that sense, um, but the, for the singers, especially uh, for the people singing uh, Adina and, and Nemorino, I mean, they are on it mm-hmm. all the time. Okay. They rarely leave the stage. Yes, they are just, it's just on, <laughs> on, and on. They just keep going. It's extraordinary. Okay, okay. And for, and for you, Chris, you know, what was your vision? Uh, and I guess you know, for the overall staging of the Elixir of Love, you know, how does it and how do you enhance the storytelling? Yeah. Okay, so um, here's a, a, a small. Tiny funny story. Um, when KLCO, um, which used to be known as uh, Eat Sing Travel People, right, when they started up, uh, well, they, they were already going and they invited me to direct their uh, um, an opera. They, they chose The Excel of Love for me okay. in 2014. So I'm revisiting mm-hmm. this opera now after nine years. So the first thing that would 
come to mind, of course, is the fact that you know you, you staged it once before. So let's just try and um, rectify all the mistakes that you made <laughs> in that production or that version of it, sure. and then try, try and do that. But for me, what I, I, I decided to do was to, to make sure that there is a completely fresh, new staging of the opera. So anyone who came to see it in 2014 will not recognize it okay. um, in, in this new version. Also, um, issues like... Uh, um, like what Kevin just mentioned, he talked about social class, uh, the differences between the educated and the uneducated, and um, also the fact that with this opera, I've been able to enjoy creating the world that surrounds, you know, these these really, you know, straightforward, you know, right down to the point characters, right? So you've got these five key characters that take us through the entire show, but you also have, by extension, uh, a 30-member opera chorus that forms for you the, um, the, 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 the economic, social uh, circumstance in which they live in, which then inform their decisions as characters. So, albeit simple, I, I, I need you, I want you, I'm desperate for your love, I'm desperate for your attention, why are you not paying me attention, and all that sort of thing, right? And it all gets mixed up. But you also have the surrounding uh, community that unfortunately enhances and amplifies all of these things. Because, I mean, if you think about... we, we Okay, so we are setting uh, this version of Lelixi, uh, Le, uh, The Elixir of Love in a, a sort of village setting okay. that therefore encourages awesome things like backbiting and gossip <laughs> and rumour-mongering, you know, sure. um, and, and that sort of thing, you know paired up with people who are of different classes and different um, uh, wealth uh, range, sure. uh, putting them all together and, and just um, seeing how these sort of dynamics work. So, so if, if, if you think about a family that has been there for 150 years in this particular village, they've set up everything, the, the village grows around this particular family and then have these wonderful dramatic things happening off stage and on stage and right in front. And, and, and the thing about it, which I find very interesting is, you see, the mechanics of the story, you, you assume, or rather I would assume that the principles of these main characters think that nobody knows about it, right? Yeah. The only problem is the entire village knows <laughs> and they are all talking about it because it really is talk of the day, sure. right? Okay. So it's, it's, it's that, that sort of setup. I'm really having fun. I mean, I promised myself this. I said, Chris, if you're going to do this again, it's such a lovely opera, lovely characters, lovely music, please do something completely different with it. So that's that's the main challenge that I've given to myself to do. Okay. Yeah. And working with your actors, you know, how have you uh, approached the sort of character development and how, well, yeah, you know, just to bring out the depth of the okay, roles. Okay, so um, um, for those who have worked with me in opera, the very first thing they know, right? So there's moans and groans all around because <laughs> they know that the very first time they walk into the the rehearsal room, first of all, they're given a character analysis sheet oh full of, you know, anywhere between <laughs> 20 to 80 questions. So depending on the size of your role, I torture them. Where's with, mine? With the, <laughs> <laughs> so you've got this whole long list of questions that ask you the full gamut of what your character is. You know, and then they have to fill that in. They return it to me. I take it off and check that the, all the answers are correct. No, I don't do that. But uh, <laughs> just like left complete. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But 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 it, but it is. It, yeah. it literally is, right? So so just to make sure that the background of the character is all set. And then what happens is in 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 that same rehearsal, after torturing them with this uh, character analysis sheet, <laughs> I then torture them with um with um mapping out the entire opera. 
So literally what would happen is if you are singing a particular aria or a particular duet or a particular number, what happens is you would have to fill in uh, something as simple as a, a song journey sheet. Now, this is something that I stole from musical theatre, okay. right? So I, I, I thought, hey, why not apply this and just ensure that your cast members actually understand and know what they are doing and why they've been written into mm. this particular number. So you've got characters who are like uh, Adina and Nemorino. They've had to fill in about, you know, <laughs> a vast amount of these sheets, you know. I mean, we were talking about 13 different numbers, 14 different numbers, 13 in Act 1 and 14 in Act 2, and, and, and just balancing that. So now, if you were to come to KLCO Studio and, you, and you're one for spoilers and that sort of thing, you can literally walk into our rehearsal space and the entire opera is on one wall. Gosh. Literally, from the very first song all the way to the last, clear with... We, we, we keep talking about simple or I keep talking about simple intentions and simple wants and simple needs but actually it is that tiny bit more complicated than that yeah okay. but it's all on the wall for everyone to see and I encourage the actors if you understand what is going on or if you want to change your thought or your idea then go back to the wall and change it there Okay. Yeah. Okay, Kevin, have you seen this? I mean, have you been part of that that process? Uh, no, no. No. Uh, ah, okay, because uh, I can see you're quite enraptured. I, I am by just this. thinking. Yes. Okay. Right. I uh, will go and look at that wall. Yes. A yes, nice please. timeline. Uh, yes. 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 yes timeline. Actually, actually, yeah. Long extended Schenker analysis. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. Yes. yes okay. Literally. And and for you, Kevin, you know, any specific scenes or moments in the opera that you find particularly challenging or rewarding uh, to work on? <laughs> well. We'll find that out soon enough. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, this is my first opera in 25 years. It's my first oh, opera wow. in uh, in Malaysia. Okay. So experience before I, I came here. And uh, yes, I mean, my last big production was Evita, which we, you know, yes, it, but, I mean, some people say, oh, that's music theatre. Actually, it's through composed. That not yeah. That is nonstop. That is yeah. an opera in all but, you know, yes. all but name. Yeah, of course. Um, so, no, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to getting literally hands on the whole process because you are that sort of mad wizard of Oz. You know, you once you're in that mid, in the middle with the orchestra and the singers uh, are on stage and the lights are on, you know, everything's there. It's quite an extraordinary position to be. Very, very lucky, very privileged to do that. And take that away and then stand. I don't mean just in front of an orchestra, but without the staging and without the singers and without the costumes and everything, and it puts a it puts it puts things. You take it. You take that experience away of the grandness of working in opera, mm. which is so complete, mentally, physically, mentally. Uh, I mean, I've been living with this, you know, for over a year, uh, in a way that uh, doesn't happen with necessarily the symphonic canon. Mm. And I think that's what's required when you're involved with opera. So it's an absolute. So in that sense, I'm I'm looking forward to resolving all of that that's inside and that we've started to work on together because we we've only had we've had a couple of sessions with each cast that's right. and one mm. session with the chorus. So uh, I start working with the orchestra this Sunday. We have three sessions with the orchestra, a couple of sits probes, a couple of dress rehearsals. And that's and it. And then voila. And then, wow. Yeah, wow. there you are. You know. Okay, that's so crazy. Yeah. It, 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 yes, it's... It, it's, it's <laughs> you're laughing it's in the corner. Artistic going, suicide. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this one thing that we need to remember is everybody else, everybody that's involved in this is having a full-time job. Mm, right. Okay. You know okay, that's yeah. that's that's that Malaysian thing that we know about that all of these fantastic performing arts companies also are doing day that's jobs. Right. So right. they they're doing their nine till five, 
getting stuck in traffic for four hours a day, and then you know up and you know up until midnight doing these these yep. sessions. Uh, Literally, yes. Which started in July. The chorus started in July. Yes, that's right. Uh, and then it exponentially gets more busy. You know, the, the closer we we get, of course. And I think that's one thing too that we mustn't underestimate is the amount of commitment and energy behind the scenes yes. mm-hmm. uh, and the work that it takes to do this because it's not a full time outfit in exactly. that sense. Yes. Yep. And yet the quality is very high. Yeah, not to mention Chris giving them tests and you know. A, yes, homework. Classes, yes, homework I'm, I'm a little bit. Uh, anxious now. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Yeah, wait till I get to your orchestra members. I couldn't resist. Yes. I couldn't yeah. resist. Yeah. Okay, so so a lot of it has been in the discussion stage now, I suppose, right? There's a lot of like uh, discussions going on. There's a lot of like planning going on until everything kind of comes together, I suppose. It's really quite, yeah, it's quite, quite interesting that it has to be this way, but that's just the unfortunate reality of it, right? With everybody having full, full-time jobs and other things, right? It is, it, is, it is quite a feat to juggle yeah. the time, the availability. But, you know, I mean, we are, we are truly blessed with people who, first of all, understand the sacrifice that's involved mm-hmm. and also the fact that they, they've had to plan in advance, yeah. you know. They've had to understand what is required and then what is required to deliver. Mm-hmm. And you, you can't walk into a rehearsal unprepared. For sure. There is no way. Okay. You know, you have to already know your stuff. Because we are only given this amount of time to sort things out. And, the, and there is no give and take. There is no give and take. And you're talking about an opera that easily in its original runtime is three hours. Mm-hmm. But we, we only have the luxury of about a month, in terms of staging mm-hmm. anyway, to put all this together. So really, it's all hands on deck. Okay. It really is. And can you talk to me about your cast? Because I know there's a cast one and a cast That's two right, as yes. well, right? Yeah, you talk yes. to me about who you've got work, uh, working um, with you. There's a nice mix of people that I'm working with for the very first time mm-hmm. uh, in terms of uh, performance. Um, some uh, performers who I've worked with before on different other operas. In fact, we, we were laughing about how, um, you know, I, I, I gravitate towards the, the La Boheme's and the La Traviata's, the tragedy of it all. So I'm, I'm so assured when you mentioned the fact that there is mm-hmm. that element of tragedy in mm-hmm. this you know, all-out rom-com things. So that's a thought I will now be processing for the rest of today. <laughs> but um, but, but yes, 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 which, which is awesome. But I'm truly blessed to be able to work with um, these performers who, who maybe just understand the lingo, right? So when I give you these 80 questions or when I ask you to fill up uh, song journey sheets, they already understand what is required. So mm-hmm. they go straight into it. Of course, I have uh, the, the the newer performance. So, um, okay, so performance I've worked with, um, uh, uh, Yue Ren, um, uh, talking um, uh, Ho Chi Mei, um, Tan Chi Shen. Uh, these are performers. Uh, of course, I, I'm, I'm listing people from both casts. Um, new, um, newer performers, newer performers, of course, with their own experience. Uh, uh, Sin Sim, Wong Shushen, who is uh, performing for the very first time, also Charity Go. Uh, different ones that bring different things to the table. So um, what I always encourage the performers is that um, as you create these characters, you have to put in a sense of yourself into the version of the character that you're playing. So actually, I, I was just laughing with Kevin a moment ago about how we have very different Nemorinos, for instance, right, in the way that they attack the characters. But what happens is I've told them, I, I just told them, I said... Let's keep the blocking similar. Let's keep the formula. Let's keep 95% of the blocking similar between the two cars. However, within the 5% that you get, I would like you to challenge the intentions that you have. So I can guarantee you, you're not going to get a cut and paste, you know, carbon copy of the performance if you were to see cast 1 and cast 2. Mm, okay. But you would get, I would hope, 
within the structure of the staging just to keep everyone sane, you know, so we don't have all kinds of different blocking happening on our alternate nights, but to have different interpretations and different intentions wrapped up in the, the way the performance is told, the storytelling. So that that's quite awesome to be able to work with people who are, you know, who, who understand the lingo and understand how to get into things and those who just... You know, I, 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 take my, I take my hat off to them. They just plunge straight in head first. Boom. Wonderful. And they have to do the 80 questions. <laughs> and the essay after. And for you, Kevin, um, you know, working with this orchestra, again, you know, uh, everyone, you know, coming in from their day jobs, you know, I mean, how has it been working with the ensemble that you are uh, collaborating with? Uh, well, I've yet to work with the orchestra. Okay. Uh, so that so will happen start on, on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, that will happen on right? Sunday. So working, uh, I looked at the schedule and I thought, I'm going to need to get these, each of the principals working in pairs. Uh, to one side. So I brought them over to Bentley Music Academy, which is my day job. <laughs> and um, we sat down and went through we went through the whole thing okay. uh, in pairs. And I think that may mm. have been the first time, one of the first times they were, were seeing each other or working with their children. Yes. They were literally, you know, singing it uh, as a unison duet, if you will. Mm. And that was quite an interesting approach because in, in uh, I've got the vocal score in front of me, but with the orchestral score, now I have to take all the data from this vocal score, put it in into the orchestral score. And of course, there are little notes which only apply to cast one. There are little notes that only apply to cast course, two. Yes. Are yeah. we going to go this way or are yeah. we going to go that way? And you have to be, I'm waving my arms now for the people <laughs> who are watching in black and white. Um, <laughs> You have to be super fluid and flexible and spontaneous. And we've got to read each other's yeah. minds, you know, in, in that sense and be aware of those gestures and what they mean. So you can prepare. You can prepare all you like. But when it comes down to it, anything can happen. It's got to have that element of spontaneity yes, yep. to it. Mm. Uh, and that silence before you start. And then off you go. I mean, that's okay. that's the magic of it. So exciting. And, and you know, uh, we're just running out of time. But, you know, for, for anyone who's going to come, right, what do you hope that they will take away from this uh, from this production of The Elixir of Love, uh, both musically and theatrically? Love really is such, such a powerful force. It makes us do the stupidest things. <laughs> <laughs> but that. it also makes us truly appreciate and understand one another and that is really what the elixir of love is all about okay yes you have the con man who gives you the elixir of love and pretends that it's got all these wonderful magical one of the best qualities parts right well. yes yeah. Yeah. one of the best parts yes exactly Baritone's always the bad yes you know, Tokumara yeah, yeah. is <laughs> yeah. the, the quintessential opportunist sort of I asked the cast is he a villain and they all say no 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 opportunist 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 so but but really it's that um, really, it's that. It's it's love. It's all about love, 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 love. And it's and I cannot think of a, a, a more enjoyable, accessible opera for people to to really just get into it mm-hmm. and listen to awesome music, watch really uh, down to earth characters. Yeah, performing. Okay, and for yeah. you, Kevin. Uh, enjoy opera. Listen more to it. Uh, we do have this wonderful company that performs the seminal repertoire in that sense. But there is so much more out there. Uh, so much more that's been written recently. Uh, mm. The operas of uh, John Adams, which are sort of uh, under the tagline CNN operas, because they deal with current affairs in that sense. Uh, current affairs from the seventies, eighties, and nineties, if you will, or sixties. Um, uh, one great opera that's happening at the moment: English National Opera, Peter Grimes. Mm. Um, get a chance to listen and watch. Just take this as your foundation and just go and explore. There's so much, so much to listen to Mm -hmm. and so much that's been written recently, which is, has to be 
okay. discovered. And very accessible, you would say, especially this one. Like, um, you know, any age can sort of understand. Is it? Uh, would you? Would that be accurate? Or you need a need to be of a certain age, perhaps. I think your best friend will be the surtitles, surtitles because it's right. sung in Italian. Right. But apart from that. Uh, I would, I would hope. I mean, I mean, a director's, a stage director's hope anyway is the fact that you can remove everything and you would still get the story. Mm. But of course, in an opera, it is, it is the beautiful music that carries everything. Okay. I've mentioned to the actors, fifty percent of the work is done just because you are singing these awesome, beautiful lines. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, can't wait to see it. Uh, it's starting uh, on the 13th uh, of October, so uh, 13th to the 15th, and then again from the 20th to the 22nd of October. Uh, again, you know, it'll be different casts, right, right. Uh, on different nights. You can check the website for full details. It's happening over at Pentas 1 of the Kuala Lumpur Performing Arts Centre. That's KL PAC. Uh, ticket prices range from 88 ringgit to 168 ringgit. And as Chris mentioned, it's sung in Italian with both English and Chinese subtitles, right. right? Yeah, and tickets are available at cloudjoy.com. That's cloud joi.com. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining thank me you. today. Thank, thank you, you so much. I was speaking to Kevin Field, conductor and Christopher Ling, stage director of the Elixir of Love. If you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my slash front dash row. You can also find it on the BFM app. This has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, Download the BFM app.